Hi, this is Joseph Franklin at New Song Church. Hope you're having a wonderful week. Um, we're going to begin today. Uh, I had to uh, re-record the sermon. Something happened and didn't get recorded. So if you're tuning in this week, I'm doing this through my computer. And uh, this is a kind of a, a blog or a podcast. <laughs> um, so to recap what happened, uh, or what's happened in Revelation up to this point as we continue the sermon series on Revelation, God's promises fulfilled. Uh, Jesus is with the church throughout persecution and throughout turmoil. Uh, he, he will never leave the church. In other words, Jesus is staying with them. And if you remember Revelation 1, Jesus talks about being the lampstands among the churches. And so that is sharing that Jesus is with us always. Um, it's also He also shares that uh or John shares rather that he is writing. He is writing to people who are being tested by their faith throughout. Um, these people are being tested, but remain steadfast. John writes these letters to churches um, to correct wrongful behavior, to encourage them, and to also share with them uh, words that will get them through the next day. That will get them through their persecution that's happening throughout the world. And and we've gone through these uh, different churches based on John's or on a basic road that a person would follow uh, to to travel to these churches if you actually look at them on a map they're almost in a full circle so John would write these churches uh, based on his own ge- geographic location knowing that each church that he would go to the next one or that whoever was carrying this letter letter rather um, would carry them on to that next church. So we looked at Ephesus and talked about how important it was that we don't forget our first love, uh, that we, as we try to do right and wrong, that we don't forget that we need to love God and love neighbor, and that's the most important thing, that, that in the, the midst of this, that we love Jesus Christ and we share, people, share with people the love of Jesus Christ. Uh, many of the churches throughout we've learned have found them, their way into uh, problems with being sucked up into the culture that's around them and being uh, and following this culture, which is problematic. Uh, the churches started looking like the places around them. And so John's speaking a lot to uh, not being caught up in cultural change. Also, to you'll hear, you'll see the Nicolaitans uh, mentioned several times, and it was a group of people or a faction of people that was trying to uh, bring in different teachings into the church that uh, were part of culture, were also part of other religions. Um, there was one uh, lady in particular last week that we talked about um, who was, who was we're, we're not sure if this was her full name, um, but she was called Jezebel, and she was actually teaching in the church that it was okay to, uh, or she was talking, she was teaching sexual immorality. And if you actually look at what it talks about, um, or if you go further into what she is speaking about, um, it has some things to do with prostitution. It has some things to do with, uh, with actual sexual practices in worship, uh, which is actually horrible if you think about it. Uh, it was just a part of a culture that was totally disenfranchised from God. Uh, and, and there was so many cults and so many religions around that it was hard uh, if you were not careful to not be caught up in, in uh, I guess you could say, the popularity of the times. It sounds very much like our culture today, and that's why we've been studying these churches very carefully and the letters very carefully uh, to speak to us and to our uh, into our 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 own times and our own churches uh, to try to help us become better Christ-like uh, representatives. Um, 
And so John continues these letters to the church and the churches by addressing uh, the church of Sardis this week. And uh, it, it, we, we listen to Revelation 3, verses 1 through 6, and I'll read that to you now. It's, uh, it says, To the angel of the church in Sardis write, These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and, and the seven stars. I know your deeds, and you have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, that you have received and heard, hold it fast and repent. But if you not, do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know what time I will come to you. Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not spoiled their clothes. Who have, who have not sold their clothes, they will walk with me dressed in white. They are worthy. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person in the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So it begins, it starts talking about the one who holds the seven spirits of God, the seven stars in his hand. The Jesus is the seven uh, is the one who holds this. It's basically sharing the the number seven means wholeness and completeness and perfection. Uh, Re- Revelation, we hear this number over and over and over. Um, the seven, the one who holds the seven spirits of God is the one who is the perfect man, the perfect God, Jesus Christ. And he is speaking to the church that he is speaking at seven means, because seven means wholeness and completeness and fullness, uh, this church is very well to listen because now it's sharing that this is a direct message from Jesus Christ. It is not just an angel that is directing this church. It is a direct message from Jesus Christ. So first, when people, uh, when we hear this, we need to understand what these people are listening to in the background that's going on and how the culture around them looks. And so before Romans took it over, Sardis uh, was a Persian town or a Persian city. It actually was a pretty big city in Persia. Um, and then around 200 BC, the city was ransacked and taken over. Uh, the words described what happened was that it was stolen from Persia. In other words, it there a thief came and took it. And so, uh, so during this time, John wrote the letter. The city looked like a Persian city on the outside, but deep down, the part of that part of the city was dead. It was down. It was gone. And so, first, uh, when people of the church in the middle of this historical background would have heard these words, "I know your deeds, but you have a reputation reputation of being alive, but you are dead," they would realize that John was saying that they were just like the city around them. They looked. They looked like they should on the outside, but they were really lost. They lost what was true to them on the inside. In other words, doing all the right things is not what God has ever wanted us to do. Being right and doing right are two different things. When we're doing right, we we are trying to follow rules and make sure that we don't do wrong. We're trying to please someone. This may look good on the outside, but when we turn... We may be torn up on the inside when we are disconnected to the one who created us. We don't have a relationship with our God. Being right means that we have been made right in the righteousness and relationship with God. Our relationship with Jesus Christ makes us whole, and our rightness or our righteousness comes from a relationship, relationship with God. Our righteousness comes from that relationship from Christ and not our own works. So being right and doing right are two different things. So when we are in a right relationship with God, our life will reflect who Jesus is. The inside will become like the outside. Not that there, there will be no distinction. John wants 
the church in Sardis to know that they need to wake up. In other words, stop sleepwalking. Sleepwalkers do many things that they normally do when they're awake, but they don't know what they're doing. Well, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I, I grew up with is uh, one of my friends, Al, uh, he he, slip, he sleepwalked a lot. And when we ever had sleepovers, Al would literally get up in the night, and if you didn't have the doors locked, he would get up and start walking down the road. Uh, it, it is a was nuts. Uh, his mom called us one night, and he had walked down the road and got came home and got in the or got into the house and was laying in the, in the middle of the floor. Al was a sleepwalker, but he never knew what he was doing. Uh, another good example of this. Uh, I don't necessarily recommend watching the whole movie. Uh, it was pretty not very good in a lot of ways. But uh, there's a, a clip from. Uh, from stepbrothers where they are sleepwalking in a house and they don't know what's going on. They're throwing pillows in, uh, in an oven. They're putting stuff in uh, or they're eating stuff out of cabinets. They're breaking stuff around them and they have no clue what they're doing. And it, it shows this idea that sleepwalkers do stuff uh, and don't realize what they're doing. And so John is saying, wake up. Or actually, it, Jesus is saying to this church, wake up. Remember, it's, And then he goes on to say, remember, therefore, you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you don't wake up, I will be like a thief, and you won't know what time I will come to you. Hold fast, stay true, repent. So, in other words, this is how we wake up. As a follower of Christ, we repent of our sins and anything that keeps us away from Jesus Christ. If you don't wake up, then God shares that he will come like a thief in the night. So thief, if people hearing this would understand that their city had been ransacked and a thief had come and stolen their city. And if if this John, if John is sharing this, that, they're, that the thief will come to steal them, then, in other words, this thief is not a good thief. It's going to take away their very core, their very soul, their very heart. And, of course, John is also referring to where Jesus makes this final judgment. Matthew chapter 25, Jesus speaks about this very thief. Those who will be ready will be taken up, and those who are not ready will be left. This is not some type of rapture. And, in fact, rapture is not even found in the Bible. Uh, this is actually talking about that Jesus will come and take those who are ready to be with him. Not that it's going to, he's going to snatch us up or take us up in heaven all at once. He is saying that when you're ready, he will take you. And when you're not, he will not. And be ready at all times. So if you don't wake up, then you're going to miss it. Uh, there's, not a, there's not this place where Jesus says, boom, I'm taking everyone at once. Here we see that God's sneakiness is contingent upon the repentance and the waking up. In other words, if you don't wake up, I'm coming and you will wish you were awake. It is not because God wishes to give wrath, but God wishes to give you glory. God doesn't want you to miss the goodness that awaits for you and those who love him. Yet you have a few, and then it goes on to say, yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not sold their clothes. In other words, and they, they will be like the one who's victorious. So finally, there's a few people who have not fallen to the things that will hurt them because they are not spiritually, and it, or cause them to be spiritually dead. It shares that those who live for God, uh, those people who are first and in 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 have put him first and are alive because their relationship with Christ, are the ones who will receive something very powerful. They will be dressed with the same attire as Jesus. If you haven't caught that, 
This means that we are going to be called sons and daughters of God. We, our garments will match Jesus Christ. He is the one that is victorious, and he is the one that did it all so that we did not have to. In other words, our relationship with Christ gives us a relationship as siblings, as sons and daughters of Jesus, and our relationship with God. So if we can learn anything from this, we also, oh yes, I'm sorry, we also see that their names are going to be written in the book of life. That's an interesting fact about the book of life. Uh, there, there was a book at the beginning of a town. Uh, it, it, as you walked into the city, your name would be written in this book, and it would record those that were alive in the city as you walked in. It also, uh, and so if your name was not in this book as you walked into towns, then you would, you're, you, it meant that you weren't in the city, you weren't alive. And so this book of life was very, uh, very much understood as it was not just the book of life of, in, in heaven, it is a book of life as in they would understand it in a, in a very um, not normal way in their everyday life. Uh, so their name would be written in the book of life, not in the book of life of their city, but the, the new Jerusalem, that they're the book of life of God. And so it's an amazing thing that 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 God's city would receive them and that not only that they were received as citizens of the most high but they were received as sons and daughters of God because of their relationship in Jesus Christ. And so if we've learned anything from the church in Sardis in John's letter to them then we learn this. Be alive in Christ, don't just look alive. Be alive and in, in contingent in being alive is contingent on your relationship with Jesus, and not if you have everything right. Righteousness comes from Christ. The more we surrender to a relationship we have in Jesus Christ, and then He will make us right. And then we also want us. To, we also need to remember not to be a, be be asleep in life, and that each thing we do, everything we do, we do in a relationship with Christ, and we know that it matters. So remember who you are and take time to remember who you are, whose you are in Christ Jesus, our Lord, so that you may be sons and daughters of God, so that you may understand the, the grace and love Jesus Christ have, has for you. And so that our Lord and Savior will receive you into his countenance, into his presence, into the new Jerusalem, as your name is written in the book of life. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. I hope you, um, I hope you continue to study with us the book of Revelation. I hope God will continue to bless you. Uh, God bless and, and have an awesome day.